another very happy Friday to all of our dairy producers, traders, manufacturers, end users, and food service listeners. Tomorrow's the first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere, and as the milk production report reflected yesterday, milk flows are going to be more than sufficient during peak months this season, and there's a lot of red on my dairy commodity dashboard today. Remember that January discrepancy that High Ground was questioning the USDA on? Well, they sure did release some revisions. Lucas, how much did they revise that number? And what was your key takeaway on yesterday's February report? Yeah, I think diving right into that January number, it certainly looked questionable at the time when it was released last month. And sure enough, there was a significant upward revision that better reflects what we actually thought was happening at the beginning of the year with milk output. That initial 1.8% gain was revised up to a 2.6% year-over-year gain. There's an additional 150 million pounds of milk added to the January total. Six of the top 10 states saw higher output in the month, most significantly from California, which moved from a 0.7% decline all the way to a 2% gain, just a, a huge switch from what was initially reported and much more in line with where things actually are. Quite the mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. I don't really know how or why that happened. USDA didn't really provide any explanation, but we did kind of call them out and say, you know, hey, this doesn't make sense with what's happening on the ground. I think into February, uh, yet another gain. Uh, this one was more aligned with what we were expecting. High ground had called for a 1.8% year-over-year gain in Feb, and milk production was up 2%. Trends pretty similar. I think most significantly, milk everywhere across the upper Midwest and into Michigan and Indiana, Ohio as well. Some states like Wisconsin, I think Minnesota, New York, Michigan, their February volume was stronger than peak spring flush volume in prior years. It was a record monthly output in several states and a bit concerning as we're only going to see output climb into the spring flush. So certainly no shortage of milk across much of the country. I will mention though, um, something that kind of stood out to me was in the Pacific Northwest, Washington state, seeing the uh, 10th consecutive month of weaker output declines into Oregon as well. And then some Eastern states seeing declines too. Florida was significantly lower, Georgia as well. All those states seeing smaller herd size and less milk per cow. So on the total, uh, plenty of milk. I do think that our demand expectations are a little bit better into the back half of the year as the economy will grow sharply and the vaccine rollout continues quickly. That will kind of help absorb some of this milk, but we certainly need that demand to come through in the in the face of this burdensome volume. Getting back to the beginning of the week, we released our monthly CME price forecast. So if you miss that report, reach out to me at info at highgrounddairy.com or head to our website, highgrounddairy.com, where I'm always available to chat live during business hours. And then we had on Tuesday, there was a negative print shown on the global dairy trade auction, but that coincided with Fonterra increasing offer volumes on their flagship product, whole milk powder. It very little to do with demand hiccups because the biggest news from that event was that North Asia, 
and that region is what we assume is primarily represented by China, accounted for 77% of all dairy volumes procured. Everything from milk powders to finished goods like butter, that sort of market share hasn't been seen in about eight years. And that was back when China was stockpiling commodities. Lucas, what's the biggest downside risk on this auction moving forward then? Yeah, we really need to see China and you know, specific buyers in China continue to just step in and procure product. I think from the amazing skyrocketing values that we saw in the first auction to, you know, even though we saw a slight decline this week, prices are still very high. And it's all, like you said, driven by China. I think a lot of places in the world, regions in the world have been priced out of this market. So as soon as those bidders in in China stop procuring product, we could see prices crash lower. Although, I mean, maybe crash is too severe of a word. I do think that some of these regions that have been priced out uh, will have needs and will need to procure products. So that could kind of soften the blow. Looking at prices around the world, um, specifically on skim, it's very interesting to look at some of these comparisons. The U.S., of course, incredibly competitive versus the the European Union and New Zealand, but we continue to have these shipping issues that have really no end in sight of when they will be resolved. I think that's preventing us from moving product and really competing or or being able to supply some of these regions that have those needs. Certainly an interesting dynamic as some of this all continues to shake out. That's a great point, Lucas. I think you're right about those uh, price pullbacks that will likely be met with some renewed demand from those other regions that need to rebuild inventories after being priced out of the market. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We look forward to being on next week and chatting dairy. Cheers. Thank you.